0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the All-American Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carr, bringing you guys a preview of Week 14 in the NFL, coming up next on the podcast. As I mentioned, getting into Week 14, wow, coming in on the podcast. It's been a fun season so far, um, especially fantasy-wise. We're going to start off with our waiver wire pickups today, as I do every week. I know a lot of you guys approaching the fantasy football playoff season. It's exciting. It is nerve wracking. Um, but I have some tips for you guys to get through it. Um, and, and as I mentioned, as well as the waiver wire pickups, which I do on a weekly basis. Uh, five guys plus a few extra uh, just because we do have some injuries and also uh, some tips on how to get through your playoffs successfully. Uh, that'll be followed by, as I do every week um, and a uh, breakdown of each game, who's going to win, who's going to shine, key to the game for both team, keys to the game for both teams. Um, and uh, I got some great feedback on it once I started doing it last week. I am going to continue to pick the point spreads uh, for each game as well as the winner. So um, I'm going to do that. I also had an Instagram post up last week. Uh, although they all didn't hit, uh, I did post the best bets um, for the week. Some of my picks. I think I'm gonna continue doing that on a weekly basis. Um, but let me know your thoughts. I'm always open to new ideas from you guys, uh, the followers, because you guys are what is most important. Uh so starting off, uh, we're gonna begin with the waiver wire pickups. Let's get right into it. Number one, uh, he had a big week this week. We thought he would be a lot better earlier. Um in, in you know, once Calvin Ridley went down. Uh, there wasn't really a clear number two at the beginning of the season with Julio Jones leaving the offseason, but it is Russell Gage. Uh, he shined out against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, over 10 catches, well over 100 yards. Seemed to be Matt Ryan's uh, definite favorite target for now, at least. And, you know, although Gage is, you know, he's not a number one wide receiver, at least temporarily on the Falcons he is, he doesn't have the talent of a number one receiver. But if you look at the talent around him, there's not much there either. I know Kyle Pitts... He's talented, but he's still young. He's a rookie getting in the league, and you know he's a he's a tight end, so he's not gonna be, um, you know, the number one outside option. Teams know, and they have covered Pitts pretty well in the past. Um, so now, I mean, Gage being a number one wide receiver really helps. And as I mentioned, you look at the talent around him; not much is there. Um, you know, Cordero Patterson, Mike Davis have shined. We've seen Patterson kind of go out in the slot out wide a little bit, but, uh, definite number one receiver on a team that, you know, is going to be down or going to be throwing the ball. I like Russell Gage a lot. Um, especially this week against Carolina in his matchup, but also for future games as well. So not a lot of great options, to be honest on the waiver wire. Some of these guys are repeated from past weeks. Um, but number two is Taysom Hill. Um and especially this week I like Taysom going against the New York Jets. We'll see about that finger, that's something to keep in mind if you are going to pick up Taysom Hill. Um it looks like it was kind of the same injury that Russell Wilson had uh where he got surgery earlier in the season, was out for multiple weeks. Um but looks like he's not going to do surgery, so he's going to get, you know, right back into playing um and he has the Jets this week as I mentioned, so I like Taysom, especially this week. But even in a you know not good game for him, uh, the quarterback position against Dallas last week, still put up about twenty one fantasy points, depending on how you score it. Um, but it was twenty one, and you know he threw four interceptions in that game. Uh, he did throw two touchdowns, but the rushing upside alone sets a very high floor. Um, and it looks like he's probably going to get, if not this week, at least soon. His top receiving option, Alvin Kamara back. Mark Ingram looks to be healthy now, fully healthy at least. Um, And I know the receiving options aren't there, but Taysom Hill is just so skilled. He can really do a lot of things and not, you know, your traditional quarterback, of course. But he's going to provide a lot of upside and a very high floor player uh, at the quarterback position, especially for the players that are desperate, might deal with an injury coming into the playoff season. Whatever, Taysom Hill is going to be your guy at the QB spot. Number three and number four continued from last week. Still, these guys remain under 50% owned, uh, but they had a buy this past week. However, they face a Jacksonville Jaguars team that is not good against the run. It is Dontrell Hilliard at number three and Deontay Foreman at four, Uh, or at least that was the order last week. But this week, I'm flipping it. I have Foreman three, Hilliard four. Not much of a change, but Jeremy McNichols looks to be uh, back maybe this week. He's questionable right now, something to monitor. If you're going to pick one of those guys up, but uh, Hilliard has been more of the receiving back and that's kind of Jeremy McNichols role when he's healthy. So I think Hilliard's role is going to be diminished a little bit. Foreman's a little bit too, but Foreman put up a great game against the Patriots, 19 rushes, 109 yards. Um, and I believe he had a touchdown on that game as well. I like these two options as, you know, probably flex plays this week against Jacksonville uh and they get a boost to maybe low-end RB2 value if McNichols is out, because then you know it's a true uh 2 pl- you know two-player backfield between or uh between these two guys against Jacksonville. I like both of them in their matchups this week. Um, but I can't guarantee they're gonna provide any value in the playoffs, but they both have upside um because you know this team, they want to establish the run. They did it with Derrick Henry, they might not have you know the skill. Derek Derrick Henry anymore, but, um, they're going to try to at least, you know, make things easier, Ryan Tannehill, um, and they have upside in the playoffs. You know, if, if these, one of these guys turns out to be the clear running back one, or at least, uh, you know, strong majority of the, you know, targets and carries, I really like them heading into the playoffs. So I definitely recommend picking up one of those guys, Hilliard and Foreman at three and four. Number five is Tevin Coleman. Uh, he got a bulk of the carries last week for the Jets, and normally I'd say stay away from the Jets' backfield. It's too crowded. But uh, this week kind of I was kind of proved wrong. I stayed away from Coleman last week because, you know, we saw uh, Austin Walter get some carries, Ty Johnson get some of the receiving work. This week both of those guys had, you know, I think maybe one or two carries each and maybe a reception. Uh, Coleman, he, although he didn't have a great game, he still put up about 10 PPR fantasy points um, had 11 carries a few receptions to add to it and if you watch even the Jets first drive you could tell he was you know they went to him in like four straight plays it was something crazy and this week versus New Orleans I think it'll be a somewhat close game uh, running the ball I really you know Coleman is a guy we've seen kind of bounce around had some injury issues in the past but man he still has burst and explosiveness out of the backfield Um, and you know an injury to Corey Davis too Looks like they might be running the ball a little bit uh, more. So I like Tevin Coleman, number five. Uh, low risk, high upside pickup um, there. Speaking of the Jets and Corey Davis, uh, Jameson Crowder is one of my bonus picks as well. Uh, he's about 23, maybe actually might have got down a little bit, uh, depending on your league, percent own. And I know Elijah Moore has been the clear number one. He's been getting a lot of the target share, but the Jets are a team that's going to throw a lot. They're going to be down in football games. A lot. Um, and Jamison Crowder is the safety valve for Zach Wilson. He's the old reliable veteran. He had a pretty good showing this week, actually, against Philadelphia. And with definitely no more Corey Davis, I think mean, he gets a boost. I don't think he'll you know be a guy that you really are totally comfortable starting with. But he could provide that value in the playoffs. Um, and this week's going to be pivotal see that because he's going to be in the slot he's not going to get you know a top tier corner like Marshawn Lattimore uh yeah especially this week because if you have more on the outside for the Jets likely going to get a large share of Marshawn Lattimore on him so it looks like Zach Wilson could be looking to Crowder's way uh another bonus pick is Amir Abdullah uh Chuba Hubbard now well over 50 percent owned he was my number one pickup last week um now neither abdullah or hubbard have ideal playoff schedules actually i think they have like the worst they face i know new orleans buffalo and tampa bay which are three not great run defenses buffalo will see i mean they just got ran over by the patriots they got ran over by the colts a few weeks ago but still they're a somewhat strong run defense especially against the not great panthers o line and uh you know abdullah and uh hubbard as your top ball carriers but that being said, uh, I think you know Hubbard kind of disappointed already. Replacing McCaffrey, now he gets a second chance. But I think Abdullah, you know, he, he was on the field more than uh, Hubbard when McCaffrey was in a few weeks ago, and especially receiving wise, you know, PPR leagues, I think Abdullah provides a lot of upside. I feel like there's a good chance he could take over this backfield, be the number one running back. So a sneaky pickup, keep your eye on Amir Abdullah on the waiver wire, especially uh, if you missed out, or even if you picked up Juba Hubbard, you might want an insurance policy policy like Amir Abdullah. And I know there were a lot of running back injuries these past few weeks. So Abdullah, I like, I don't know if I'd start him this week just because we don't know how that Carolina backfield is going to play out, but uh, he has the possibility to provide uh, some real value as we head into the final stages of the fantasy football season. Now, for everybody's favorite part, it is the Week 14 preview here, previewing each game, breakdowns, who's going to win and why. Starting off with a Thursday night game, uh, this should be a fun one. Pittsburgh and Minnesota. uh, Before we get in, I'm going to take a quick sip of water. One second. All right, all good to go now. So, Pittsburgh is uh, plus three in this game, which actually kind of surprises me. Um, a little bit, but, you know, it's not shocking. But Minnesota is likely without – Adam Thielen is doubtful right now. And by the time this comes out, he might be ruled out already. But either way, it looks like Thielen, 95% sure he's not going to play. Uh, And then, of course, no Dalvin Cook again this week. And it's a tough Steelers defense. They have proved me wrong. I mean, I, I've kind of went against them all year just because I feel like Big Ben is just – you know, he's not mobile. I mean, he never was, you know, super mobile, but he's just this offensive line isn't great. A lot of rookie uh, offensive linemen. They're, you know, they've lost Juju, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool. They've been inconsistent. Same with Najee Harris. But I feel confident with them this week. Their defense has remained pretty tough, pretty strong. They gutted out a win versus a very good Ravens team. And the Vikings, they just come, they're coming off a loss to the Lions. I know, you know, you could say that might create a little extra motivation, but when you lose to a team like the Lions, it's not pretty. I got the Steelers covering the spread and getting the win in this one. I just think with only Justin Jefferson as your main option on or reliable option on offense, it's gonna be tough. I, I know Madison in a pretty strong showing this week. I don't feel too confident in them against Pittsburgh. I, I well I feel confident he'll get, you know, a good good amount of work, probably put up some yards, but I don't feel like it's one of those games where you can really rely on him. Uh if you're Kirk Cousins. And against a tough Steelers defense, I don't see this team putting up a lot of points. I think Minnesota, it's gonna be probably a very close game. Um, so even if Minnesota doesn't get the win, probably take them plus three. But um I feel like if Minnesota, if Pittsburgh can put up like twenty one, twenty four points they will definitely win this game. Um, So I got the Steelers plus three and the win. Next, moving on, we got an NFC East affair here. It is Dallas visiting visiting Washington. And just like last week, Dallas, I feel like, still is underestimated uh, when it comes to the spread. They are only minus four. I'm taking that all day. And for the Cowboys to pick up the win. Uh, I know Washington had a great performance this past week. Game-winning field goal was awesome. Um, and they proved me wrong for weeks now, but I don't think they're going to do it this time. And I feel confident in Dallas' offense. It's a Washington defense that is definitely stepped down from what they were last year without Chase Young. I know they've still been pretty solid, but it's it's too many guys to defend for the Cowboys' offense. You know, you got to worry about so many playmakers. Dak Prescott's been looking better and better. And this defense has been looking better and better. To be honest, I mean, Micah Parsons has been awesome. Definitely the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, you know, he's had his ups and downs, but he's still been, you know, proven to be a solid corner for this team. Um, Or, you know, at least aggressive. This is an aggressive defense. And if they attack Taylor Heineke the right way, they should have no problem in this one. Uh, The matchup to look for is a lot of probably Trayvon Diggs, on Terry McLaurin. And you know we'll see if can Washington establish the run. We'll see, it's, you know, yet to be determined because we've seen you know a good amount of injuries in that backfield. McKissick is questionable now. Gibson hasn't put up great production this year, at least what people were expecting him to. I think the Cowboys. I think they go with a blitz heavy game, really attack Taylor Heineke, um, and you know they can always put up points in the offense. The exception of that Denver game a few weeks ago, but um, I feel confident the Cowboys minus four and the win on the road in Washington. Uh, next, we got Jags and Titans. This is a game I talked about in the waiver wire pickups. It's really going to come down to can the Titans establish the run? Uh, it looks like they're going to be getting Julio Jones back as well this week. That could play a factor uh, just because Jacksonville doesn't have the best cornerbacks. I mean, you'll likely see Shaquille Griffin getting a bulk of the work on um, Julio Jones. But we just saw, you know, they got absolutely torched on defense last week versus the Rams. I know it's not as great of an offense with Tennessee, but, you know, they ran the ball well versus New England. Um, Both running backs had, I believe, over 100 yards on the ground. Um, I'm almost positive they both did. Uh, You know, albeit it was a few big runs that got them there, but um, if Tennessee can, you know, at least... You know, put up a good amount of yards on the ground and control this game with Ryan Tannehill. You know he's a game managing type of quarterback. I feel confident in them, and I feel confident them taking an eight and a half point spread. Yeah, wow, I know, but I I just I can never trust the Jaguars to stay in a game, especially versus a divisional opponent like the Titans. Mike Vrabel is a smart coach. He knows how to attack Urban Meyer. Um, we saw, you know, as I mentioned. Jaguars defense got torched last week, but their offense also was not good. Um, I, I'm feeling confident in Tennessee. Uh, they're probably going to send like, you know, we saw with Heineke and or my prediction with him. I think we're going to see a blitz heavy game from the Titans. They're going to try to attack Trevor Lawrence and for the Jags too. We don't know if James Robinson's going to play. And even if he is, he's been a, a lot, a lot of inconsistency these last few weeks. So, uh, that's the thing to keep in mind of, but I like Tennessee at home uh, minus eight and a half and the W. Next we got a, another NFC or AFC South opponent at home. Uh, it's the Texans hosting the Seahawks. Seahawks are f- uh, favored by seven and a half points. I have them taking that spread pretty narrowly, but uh, and the win. I think that the Seahawks win this game. It's either gonna be very, very close or a blowout. Um, I, I like that their offense got, you know, at least back to, uh, a competitive level last week. You know, they ended up taking the win versus a pretty good San Francisco 49ers defense. They targeted DK Metcalf last week. Um, they went back to, you know, what they know. Russell Wilson played a lot better. He made a lot better decisions. And that was all they needed to prove to me that they can get a win over the Texans. Um, the Texans, yeah, they could, you know, stay competitive, but. Their corners are awful. I've talked about it for weeks now. And especially against, you know, a team with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. And they just released Zach Cunningham, which I think will impact them. They don't have a lot of pass rush. I, there's no way that they can attack Seattle um, from a defensive sp- standpoint. I feel confident in their uh, Seattle's offense to put some points on the board. And, you know, they're facing a team that just benched Tyrod Taylor. We don't even know who's going to start. Uh Texans don't have much there on offense, and the Seahawks defense actually surprised me. They've been playing a lot better, especially uh, against the pass. I feel confident in the Seahawks in this one, uh, and mine 7.5 as well. Next, we have uh, an AFC East battle, Raiders and Chiefs. We've seen this game already. Last time, the Chiefs blew them out. Now, I don't think this is going to happen again. I think the Raiders will play it a little bit closer. That's why I have them taking the nine and a half point spread. With that being said, though, the Chiefs will get the win. Um, they they played well. I mean, they're they're not on the same level as last year. They're still a great team. Uh, one of the best in the AFC, one of the best in the game. But they're a com- they have a completely different identity now, and we saw it last week with the Broncos. They are going to send pressure. They're going to actually play a pretty solid defensive game. But on offense, it's a lot of short passing, a lot of different stuff, like power running from the Chiefs. Yeah, wow. it's It's been crazy. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been really an entirely different player than we saw in years past. But um, I think the Raiders, you know, I would feel more confident if they had John Gruen coaching this football game because he's been playing actually Patrick Mahomes. One of, um, you know, is one of the best um these past few seasons. No one has been able to figure him out. Uh, John Gruden hasn't completely figured him out, but he at least played Mahomes competitively, earned, you know, a win versus him a few years ago and played him close every time. I, I don't know. I You know, the Raiders, the key for them is really dropping back in coverage, focusing on the big targets, Kelsey and Hill, um And I I actually feel pretty confident in their run defense. It's actually pretty solid for the Raiders, a bit underrated. Um, You know, not one of the best, but I'd say around the average point, uh, despite what the stats might show. Um, But I think they can play it somewhat close. You know, plus 9.5 is a pretty big favor uh, for the Chiefs. Uh, So I think the the Chiefs will get the win just because they're the more talented team. I trust their coaching more. I think Andy Reid will cook up a good game plan for this one, but um, the Raiders, I think, will keep it within 9.5 points. Uh, Next, we have Saints and Jets. This is an interesting matchup. Probably one of the most, I know, maybe the least exciting for some people just because it's two teams that aren't really that great, and, you know, a lot of casual fans wouldn't even know half the guys that are playing, but um, I think this is an interesting game. Uh, The Jets coming off of a uh, loss versus the Eagles. But they've showed flashes of a really actually solid team. Uh, you know You know they're going to be running a lot, or at least trying to run, but the Saints have a solid run defense. Uh, as I mentioned with Elijah Moore earlier, it's going to be interesting to see how the Saints attack Zach Wilson. I expect a lot of man-to-man coverage, um, a lot of heavy blitzing to kind of take advantage of the Jets O-line. But it's interesting to see how Wilson counters that. You know, will he step up? I don't know because he hasn't really played the last few weeks with the exception of uh, the last two games. You know, he's kind of looked to get a little back in sync but still not, you know, completely involved. Um, I, I think, you know, for the Jets, you're going to want to really balance the run in the pass well. You're going to want to throw a lot, you know, let your receivers do the work. You're going to want to throw a lot of crossing routes, you know, short passes to Moore and Crowder. We've seen a lot of, you know, end around jet sweep type plays with Elijah Moore recently. I'm continuing to do that. If I'm Mike LaFleur in this jets offense, you know, mix in Ty Johnson, Tevin Coleman, um, and just get a good mix of offense. I, you know, I trust Robert Sala to at least slow down Taysom Mill might not completely stop him, but, uh, you know, the jets corners are going to be aggressive as are the saints corners um, and it's going to be interesting to see how this one plays out. I think Taysom Hill's health has a lot to do with it. Um, We'll see how that finger is, you know, and, and if they have Alvin Kamara back there too, that's going to be a uh, question mark for this one. With that being said, I think, you know, I don't know for sure because I'm not a doctor, I'm not involved with the team, but I think both will be at least relatively healthy for this one. I think the Saints pull it out. Um, in a close one, minus five and a half is a close spread, but I think the Saints win this one. They're gonna win by a decent margin, so minus five and a half. I'm taking the Saints, and I'm taking them to get the win. I just trust Sean Payton more than uh, Robert Sala. I think the Saints are a better team. They get the win on the road in MetLife. Uh, next, we have the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, actually, kind of surprised at this line. Carolina is favored by two and a half points. Uh, I'd expect it to be the opposite way around, but I got Atlanta taking the win and the plus two and a half spread. Um, I I trust their offense a lot more. Cam Newton, we saw in the Dolphins game, wasn't great. You know, um, he, he got slowed down. He ended up getting benched. He showed you know he showed flashes though in that Washington game of the player he used to be. So it's, you know, kind of be which Cam Newton really shows out. And and it's tough because, you know, you have uh, Hubbard and Amir Abdullah. We'll see if one of those guys steps up in the backfield. But I I don't know. I I think I trust A.J. Terrell to kind of shut down or at least limit uh, D.J. Moore a little bit. And aside from Moore, Carolina doesn't have the best receiving options outside of that. We'll see how – Arthur Smith decides to attack uh, Cam Newton, but it's really going to come down to him. He is the centerpiece of their offense right now. How will the defense play him? How will he react? What kind of game plan do the Panthers have in mind, especially with the firing of offensive coordinator Joe Brady this past week, which is a move that I'll talk about, uh, you know, different story, but not a big fan of it, to be honest. Um, but I, I think, you know, that's it's what it's gonna come down to. I think the Falcons can put up points. Uh I like Russ and Cordero Patterson that last week. Uh Mike Davis actually played a pretty solid game and of course we talked about it. Russell Gage stepped up. Matt Ryan had a bounce back week. And that's versus a pretty solid Tampa Bay defense. I think they should have no problem putting points on the board versus Carolina. Um it's gonna be, you know, Carolina's offense with Cam Newton at the at the centerpiece, and we'll see. It might be P.J. Walker, and if it is, it's even more of a question mark for Carolina. So uh, that remains to be seen, but I like Atlanta. I trust them more, even on the road. Um, I like the way they've been playing these past few weeks. Uh, they played, you know, re- despite what the score said, they played Tampa Bay relatively well, relatively closely for most of the game. Um, so I, I expect them to get the win and the plus 2.5 point spread over Carolina. Uh, another line that you know might have been the most surprising, actually, this season, Cleveland favored by two and a half over Baltimore, pouring get into that. I'm going to have a quick water break and be back in just a second. All right, but uh, Cleveland and Baltimore was where we were at. Uh, Baltimore plus two and a half, I'm taking that all day, and I'm also taking them to get the win, just like the Falcons. Um, I I think the Browns we saw it against the Patriots, uh, they got ran over, and I think versus, um, you know, Lamar Jackson, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray. I'm expecting a very run heavy, run focused game plan for Baltimore um, against this Browns D, which is actually pretty solid, but I. I like Lamar Jackson. I, you know, I think he's been a little inconsistent, but I trust him to bounce back after a tough loss at Pittsburgh. Um, you know, find Mark Andrews, Hollywood Brown outside. They have a pretty you know simple offense. You know, if one of those guys isn't open, Lamar's gonna run, he's gonna make plays. Uh they draw him up though, so that Andrews and Brown are open, and they do get open most of the time. Um on defense. Can Cleveland do it? I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I expect that uh, we'll see Landry and Humphrey on the outside and depending, we'll see if Kareem Hunt plays um, and how healthy Nick Chubb is in that backfield. I don't know. I mean, the just the Browns, it's hard to trust them right now on offense. I mean, Baker in a contract the year has not shown much at all. And you can say it's the lack of receiving options, you know, the running backs, run run, uh, run, focus game plan, whatever. He just has not shown, um, you know, the talent of the player that he used to be, you know, at the college level. And even his rookie season, it played very well. Um, but I like Baltimore. Simply better team, better coach. Uh, and I think they'll craft a good game plan to really expose the Browns in this one. I'm taking them plus two and a half and the win. Uh, next, we got the Giants and the Chargers. Giants are a mess right now. Uh, Daniel Jones, likely not going to play. No Mike Lennon either, uh, just because he had a concussion. So I have uh, looked around. It might be Jake Fromm starting for the Giants in this one, which would actually be very interesting to see. Um, but I, I really don't know who the Giants are going to start. I'll let you guys know. And that's a situation of honor for the Giants and Chargers fans, NFL or Georgia fans, um, but I, I, you can't trust them. But even, even plus 10, I got the Chargers all day at home. Uh, they are minus 10 right now and getting the win. Even if Jones was starting this one, I, Chargers are a much better team. We've seen their offense have crazy good games, um, and they got a very valuable win last week versus the Bengals, really dominating them. Um, offensively Justin Herbert's been playing a lot better seeing Mike Williams come back to life uh, Eckler's played great and this defense has been pretty good and especially versus the Giants offense with you know an unknown starting quarterback we've seen injuries from just about every spot and not a great offensive line I got Chargers by a mile in this one uh, not much explaining new there Next, we have the Lions and the Broncos. I'm very happy. Even though I am not a Lions fan at all, I'm happy for Dan Campbell. I'm happy for the Lions and their fan base, the community of Detroit, that they got the win last week versus the Vikings. It was a great game, um, and it was a great play at the end to Amon Ross St. Brown getting the game-winning touchdown pass from Jared Goff. It was It was a long shot, but they got it done. Uh, this week, I don't have them winning. I do have them covering the eight and a half point spread, though. I think they play the Broncos pretty closely. I know this run defense isn't great, but it's it's not one that you can really just completely run all day with. Uh, we saw it, you know, last week. They're going to use the Broncos are a balance of, you know, Jamal, uh, Javante Williams in the running game and the passing game. Uh, they're not really going to, you know, pound it on the ground, I think, as much in this one. Um, I you know, they might try to. I I don't think it'll be um, one of those games like we saw, you know, with the Patriots where all you do is you run it. Um, But it also depends on the health of Melvin Gordon. But um, I trust the Lions to slow down this offense a little bit and put up some points um, on their side, on their offense. Uh, Play it, you know, close, at least eight and a half points close. But ultimately, the Broncos are a better team. Um, I think, you know, as long as they can somewhat run, they're, you know, they have some great corners that are going to match up well and slow down the uh, Lions' rushing attack. It looks like we don't have the uh, DeAndre Swift again for the Lions. I like uh, the Broncos to win this one at home. That's also a factor when you're playing a mile high. Looks like it's going to be cold weather down there. Um, so I like the Broncos to take the win uh, but Lions take over the spread. Uh, moving on, we get got San Francisco and Cincinnati in just a second. All right. So San Francisco and Cincinnati, another very close line. Uh, this is my one-and-a-half point favorites are the Bengals. Coming off a loss in the Chargers last week, but it really, you know, it doesn't worry me. They've been inconsistent all year. Um, I, I have them taking the win, though, versus the 49ers. We just saw the 49ers lose to the Seahawks. Um, I, I think Burrow and Mixon come back with a great game. I You know, he, he has some good options to throw to. Joe Mixon's been good. He did get a little banged up last week, but ended up returning and looking, you know, relatively healthy, so... I trust their offense to put points on the board. 49ers are hard to trust an offense, especially with Elijah Mitchell being injured. Um, It looks like Jeff Wilson is also dealing with an injury, too. So don't know who's going to be running the ball for them. And we'll see about Debo Debo Samuel, too, on offense. Uh, He is questionable to play right now as well. Jimmy Garoppolo is showing flashes of being a great quarterback, but it's hard to trust him. Um, in this offense, I got the Bengals. I just, I just think they're the better team right now. Uh, they're at home too. So I, I like them. I, it's just, you know, not much explaining. It's just kind of a gut feeling and they are the better team. I'm taking the one and a half point spread and the win next, uh, two great teams. Actually, this is going to be a very fun matchup to watch, but I don't think there's a question as to who will win this game. Um, unless something completely goes wrong for the Bucks, I have them winning the game, taking the three-and-a-half-point spread. Um, entering the season, this was like the matchup of the year. Now, not so much. I, you know, The Bills just got absolutely exploited by Bill Belichick, embarrassed by Bill Belichick, to say the least. I know they're going to be motivated. They're going to be trying to play a better game, come up with a different game plan and all that. But the Buccaneers, <laughs> you can't go against their offense, man. Tom Brady. Uh, At the helm of it, yeah, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, possibly Antonio Brown uh, on the outside. Leonard Fournette, who's had a phenomenal season uh, and a great old line, plus a solid defense that'll slow down this Bills offense a bit. Uh, This one should be a fun one to watch, but uh, Buffalo traveling down to Tampa, I got the Buccaneers. Another one of those games, just simply the better team. I think they have, you know, the Bills... Too much for the Bills to worry about uh, from Tampa Bay's offense, and they don't have Tre'Davious White too, which definitely hurts them. So I like Tampa over Buffalo and taking the spread. Next one is Chicago and Green Bay. This one's interesting, but I'm gonna have Green Bay taking the 12 and a half point spread. Uh, it's very hard to trust the Bears right now. They have looked like a complete mess, um, and you know, Andy Dalton, Justin Fields. Not great. Plus, they have an Allen Robinson. David Montgomery is also banged up, something the monitor is dealing with like three different injuries right now. Uh, and their defense against the Packers offense, not looking good. I think the Packers, honestly, very, very close margin uh, with the Arizona Cardinals might just be the best team in football. They have absolutely no flaws. No flaws. I have zero flaws with the Packers. They've been able to run the ball. They have two great backs. They've been able to throw it with Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, protect Aaron Rodgers too. That's a big thing. And their defense has played awesome. Joe Barry has won them games alone on defense. And even when Rodgers hasn't been at his best. I love this Packers team, especially divisional matchup versus the Bears. You know, Matt LeFleur is going to play it well. Um, At home, no doubt about it, they take the win. And I know it's a huge spread, but I think it's going to be a big blowout for the Packers and show everyone how good they really are, even beating up a bad team. Packers with a win and the spread. Lastly, uh, we just mentioned this team, the Arizona Cardinals. They are facing the Rams on Monday night. And by the way, the Chicago-Green Bay game is the Sunday night game. Um, but I am excited. Rams and Cardinals, this one hypes me up. We had a lot of good games this week. Um, I, no, none of them know hype me up as much as this, even if it's on a Monday night, still excited to watch Cardinals are two and a half point favorites at home versus the Rams. This one should be a fun one though. Um, two of the best teams in the division right now, two of the one, two of the best teams in football right now. Uh, we just saw the Rams absolutely throttle the Jags Cardinals though, with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins looking to be full strength now, full health. It's hard to bet against them, man. They've been looking good. Um, I I got the Cardinals by a slim margin. This game really could go either way, though. It's not, you know, if you're going to pick a team, pick the spread uh, for betting purposes. But the Cardinals looks like they'll also have Chase Edmonds back uh, in the offense. I like Kyler Murray. I trust him more than Stafford. Just because Stafford has had these games, you know, he saw it against the Packers, but he's not totally in sync. He's just not making the right decisions. We've seen him establish a little bit better connection with these new receivers, you know, Van Jefferson and OBJ. But still, I, it's hard to trust them. It's hard to trust them. I know his Rams defense is going to play well, and both defenses have actually been good. This isn't going to be just a complete shootout. Um, I, I don't think. I got the Cardinals win by a slim margin, but honestly, not a lot of explaining to you. I just want to watch that game. That is going to be fun. And uh, that is going to be it for the podcast today. I hope you guys enjoyed it uh, between the waiver wire pickups and the previews of each game. Let me know your thoughts down below in the comments. Uh, game picks from all of us at Instagram, our collab, collaboration group, which has been doing it every week of the season, will be out uh, likely Friday or Saturday uh, before the games. I'll let you guys know. Uh, but thank you guys for watching. I'll see you next week. Peace.